This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy's Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah! In the conversation, yeah! In the conversation, this is Damian Lemon. And as always, on my right hand side, I got. El Coronel, El Capitan, El Profesor, El Alcalde, El Comandante, Vladimir Cabaño. Ah, shit. Mm-hmm. Straight out of Broom Closet Studios West. And on my left hand side, I got. You got the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. I see you back to the yelling. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, you know what? It is. I was one of those moments. No doubt. It's a, it's a, you it know. feel like you're back. I guess. The real D Lemon is back. All right. Well, there it is. I, you know, maybe it was a clone. No doubt. What's going yeah. on with y'all? <laughs> He's back, he's back, Ali, he's back, man, he's back, Ali. That's like uh, skinny Gucci and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Fat D is back. Hilarious, D is back, man, D is back, he's back, he's back. Oh, shit, nah, man. D, you you okay? You sound great, what's going on, man? You took a little little cup of coffee? I'm chilling, I guess. You sound sound energetic, you sound pumped. I guess that uh, that, that, uh, that fake enthusiasm got both of y'all. <laughs> it was convincing. I'm that's an actor. What, that's what they call it. That's what it is. I had to summon. I had to phone. I had to summon it up. No doubt. Now nah, I'm chilling, man. I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Everything cool. We man. doing. We, we doing good, man. We, we talking about you right now. You sound great. Uh, What's going man. on? Thank you. I, I, I feel all right. <laughs> Getting a little awkward. Now. <laughs> Ali, <laughs> Ali, I'll let it go. Ali, Keep going. Ali, Ali, you see how he gets uncomfortable, right? He gets uncomfortable. I mean, that's on. a little. Yeah, con- yeah. That's a little yeah, uncomfortable yeah. statement after you say it four times. Yeah, yeah. no. You I sound great. You sound great. Sound great, D. <laughs> hey, thank boy, you. you sound good. How many times do you say thank you? Good looking at You say thank you the same way four times. Thank you. Good looking at no doubt. Much appreciated. Motherfucker, what you getting at, man? Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's, anyway. either, that's either you been fucked up. Yeah, damn. And now you're doing good. See, you're back on your feet, huh? Or, or, or it's something fishy in the water. It was some concern. Nah, I'm fine, man. I'm chilling. How y'all doing, though? How oh, are y'all? Man. You know, son, we awake and aware. And trying to pay attention to what's happening in all these fights. It's new, new fights every week like we talked about. It is a new, it's <laughs> definitely a new fight, a new protest. A new protest, a new boycott, a new everything every, a, every other day. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like, it's like ping pong, man. Every time you wake up, it's another story, another, another new cycle coming up. Another march to go to. And they got y'all. Yeah. They, they, they got them on a the, on the string, buddy. Yeah, I'm. You know, it's the shit is starting. To, I don't know if it's the, the zeitgeist or whatever. It's starting to feel like I gotta do something. I gotta be politically no active, doubt. no doubt. And I gotta figure out what my political activism is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to say, well, you know, I talk about a little bit in my act, right? Right. We try to pass your it voice, off in the work. That's my voice. You know I lend that. No doubt. You know, you that's start. That's what cats always do when they ain't got no money for the cause. Listen, I lend my talents. No doubt. But hey. uh, but that that counts. But then it's like, what what more can I do? I'm not really the marcher. I'm not Johnny in the marches, mm-hmm. you know. I got to figure out what what is another lane to to uh, to display my activism because I know me. I like to I like to complain a lot, so 
<laughs> if you can't complain with no action. Right, right. So right. I'm trying to figure out what I could do so I could still bitch and moan. What have y'all been doing? I think uh, for me, man, I just find that this is really spurred. I mean, I've always been into, you know, into this stuff, but it's really spurred a, a, a kind of a passion to me just to get more educated on what's going on. Yes. Um, like even at the policy level, like how policy works, how Congress works, how those midterm elections work. Um, just getting more educated to the nuts and bolts of how, you know, what the interests are on their side, you know? Right. Um, what do you, it's very easy to, go ahead. What are you doing to do that? Where are you going? Just checking, like, I've been, I've been reading up different news sources. Like, I just bought a subscription to The Economist. Okay. Which is, uh, you could say more conservative, but they do a good job of providing evidence. Right. Um, and research, and, um, and then I've also been watching uh, Democracy Now. Uh-huh. And then also, just to, just to glance at it, I have been reading up Fox News. I go on Fox News and I'll, I'll read their stuff too, you know? Yeah. My, um, my lady turned that so on too. I've been just, 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 to, just to, to, get a, to get educated Twilight. on their side too, because I want to learn. Because um, I think one of the mistakes liberals made is that we completely um, alienated, not alienated, but we completely kind of ignored that base that voted for Trump. Right. And we saw that in Hillary's campaign. You know, she never went to Michigan. She never rallied in, those, in, the, in some states. Ain't that's what um, always happens? She ain't going to Michigan to Detroit? I mean, she isn't, that, to isn't that what always happens? One group well, gets alienated Michigan by was, the other one? They ain't go to Flint? Well, in, in the sense that um, a lot of people that voted for Obama this time just flipped the script and went over to Trump, you know? Right, right. Um, a lot of those poor white voters. So the, the argument that, we've been, that, we, that I'm reading right now is that the liberal elite just completely forgot about that poor working class base that ended up voting for Trump. Right. So... Um, in terms of my education, I've been trying to read, like, what is it? Because it's very easy to just pander to our side, you know, like, oh, rah, rah, rah. But to get to read about, like, well, you know, what, what exactly was Bernie? Because Bernie was talking about that, too. Like, we got to reach out and embrace that mm -hmm. pocket of America. Right. So I've just been reading and educating myself on that side of the, the conversation. To, so I can, because, you know, it's a lot of emotion right now, but it's always better when you speak from a place of, of, uh, of reason and, and, you know, understanding. Have you reached out to any poor white friends? Well, the thing is, I'm still, no, I'm still educating myself. Like, I was watching the SAG Awards, and, um, you know, I love the fact that everybody's getting political, but I find that um, a lot of those statements, they happen in an echo chamber. We're just preaching to people that already agree with our views. That shit felt, I didn't even watch it. I saw, like, a little bit on the, on the news. It felt a little too gimmicky. It felt a little produced. Like, somebody was coming up to you with a fucking, with a, with a clipboard. Well, hey, listen, uh, when we go to the, when the thing, we, uh, this is what we suggest that you say. I don't know if you really feel like saying this. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm curious. I didn't see everybody, but it just looked. I'm not mad at the protest, but. Neither am I. Neither am I. Neither am I. It's not, a bit fashionable, but, too. But, exactly. But, see, that show happened right at the time where it was hitting, where it was trending. On. That's true. Everybody was jumping on it. Everybody was in that conversation. He had just signed the, the order, and it was, a, you know what I'm saying, people was, was in action. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And as we talked about last week, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be action action-packed for action-packed for four years because they're gonna keep pushing the buttons and keep pushing the people and you say what we doing i mean i haven't done nothing yet you know what i'm saying because <laughs> what i don't want to be i don't want to be a reactivist you know what i'm saying like okay. just react with oh shit you know what, uh, what i'm saying every time because it's like you know 
Let me really look at this shit. Let me look, see what, what, when you talk about the poor white voters and shit, what the fuck is my views? And what the, who reaching out to me? Who right. fucking coming in my neighborhood and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Black man who assessing, has Assessing my goddamn needs and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? As I'm assessing everybody else's needs. Am I really focusing on the community that I live in? You know what I mean? Right. As well as the the more global points of views. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What? What a, what am I doing? And like you said, where do, where do I fit in this conversation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's fair enough. Cuz what's going on too a lot of it if you you know, if you getting if you getting your information via social media, you know, or it's it's like it's like the the it's kind of like you've been the, it's already the pot has been stirred a little bit. Right. The conversation starts as look what Trump did now. You know right. what I mean? Here goes some more bullshit, right. and a lot of it could be bullshit. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? But you you gotta you can't spin yourself emotionally for four years. You to to last point to your point, you gotta kind of take a step back and find out. All right, now where do I fit in within all of this? How right. am I gonna react? What's the what is the information? What really happened? Right. What's the you know what's the full story? All right, so like let's take hashtag delete Uber. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is on that. Everybody, did you delete Uber? No, I haven't deleted shit. I told you I ain't did shit yet. <laughs> right. okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, all right, you deleting Uber for what? Because they kept taking passengers from the airport while the protest was going on. That's where it started, right? Well, they, for And what? then the guy joined Trump's advisory council. Or okay. Whatever, right? Yeah. The CEO joined the advisory council, and they kept taking passengers during the protest while, yeah. the, while the taxi commission stopped. And they dropped the surge prices. They they dropped it, the surge prices. Right. But the taxi commission said, hey, we're not going to service JFK while the protest is going on to stand in solidarity right. with the protesters right. and the refugees and, you know, the immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uber said, fuck it, we're going to keep on picking up people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not only are we going to keep on picking up people, but, like, I feel like it's one thing to be out there just picking up people. But then they dropped the surge order too. To no, kinda, they took the surge off. Took the surge off. Right. Well, so they is... didn't charge surge pricing when they would have normally. Okay. So, but they were like, well, you dropping surge price, but why are you still breaking the strike kind of? Like, why are you, you know what I'm saying, breaking the line of the protest? Which is, which is, which is, one point is <clears throat> they're not even in the TLC in the first place. Right. So it ain't like they scabs. Right. But keep going. But, okay. Nah. I, I get that, but right. that ain't enough for me at that point. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because if I was getting off the motherfucking plane, right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to get to home, and I'm trying to get to wherever the fuck I'm going, right? You know what I'm saying? I would need a motherfucking ride, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? The air train down. Right. No cabs. How the fuck I'm getting home, man? Uh huh. You know? So I mean, I wasn't totally sold on that boycott, and then everybody's saying, "All right, let's do lift." But then you look at Lyft, and their major investors are all on Trump's. And Peter Thiel was just one of his main advisors. It's one of their main investors, Carl Icahn, or however you pronounce his last name. Right. He put $100 million in the Lyft. Right. So who doing the pushing? And who, you know what I'm saying? Like, so am I going from Uber to Lyft, and then I'm putting money in their pockets? Right. Or am I, what, I'm not doing nothing, and I'm just going with the cabs, and then I get passed up on the street as a black man, can't get a cab? Right. So what the fuck? What mm. what what my interests? Where do my interests come into play? The dilemma. You know what I'm saying? The dilemma. <laughs> or do I just walk and shit? Did you? Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. When the protest's over, the 90 days of the immigration shit is over. Am right. I still walking? Or right. am well, I, I do I, I, I re-download Uber and shit? 
So Ali, I, I didn't even know that. So Peter Till is on the, he's one of the investors I've left? Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, well, this is my thing. It's a little bit of it was unclear. A couple things was unclear about this whole Uber thing. And uh, I don't even know the how far it goes with the Lyft thing because I didn't even explore that. But with Uber, I've been reading a couple, and obviously these are press releases, and a lot of the stuff is, is you know, they're not going to give you the full thing. But it seemed as though the guy who everybody's upset that he's on the advisory board for mm-hmm. Trump mm-hmm. said he did the same thing with Obama. Right. He said, look, I'm going to advise Trump just like I was advising Ob- Obama. Now, right. I don't know how deep or, you know what I mean, how hands-on, or if it's the same capacity, right. if it's just one of these rollover type of deals right. where it's like, I'm just I'm just talking to the president. You yeah. know what I mean? Who, that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> two... I actually tried. I said I tried to delete Uber. I said a friend of mine tried to delete Uber, mm-hmm. and uh, was pressing the shit. Couldn't delete it. <laughs> Couldn't delete it. You would delete it. They say, "Yo, why you want to delete it?" And he was like, "Yo, cause uh, cause Trump is anti-Islam, and I can't support that." That's what he felt. And they were Trump like, "Don't work for Uber." So that's but that's what he sent in. Right. And they. That shit just was sent in. <laughs> Nothing happened. It was no next screen to be like, you have been deleted from Uber. Right. And he go back, and then he tried to press the button to delete again. And the transcript of what he just said comes up. Right. So it gives him the opportunity to say some more shit, says it again. <laughs> However, Uber is not deleted. Right. So I don't know what's I going mean, on. I mean, they trying to protect their neck. I mean, I think one of the main things, the problem that people have with Uber, and they've been had it before even this Trump shit, is this how aggressively corporate they are becoming. And how they are, you know what I'm saying, stonewalling competition and, and doing things to to increase their market share and block out other competitors, which, you know what I'm saying, most most big companies do. I, so <clears throat> when I see it, I see the movement delete Uber, which is coming, you know, basically a grassroots effort, but then I see Lyft going, hey, we're going to go give a million dollars to the, you know right. what I'm saying? ACLU. <clears throat> yeah. So... They trying to take advantage of the whole situation right. to, to, in the same way that Uber's taking advantage. You know what I mean? Right. And then you start looking at that's that's what the conspiracy went off in my head. You know, I be on that sometimes. sometimes. I'm like, hold up, let me see who the fuck is you know what I'm saying <laughs> down with this right. lift shit. Uh-huh. And then you know what I'm saying some of Trump's real homies that's really in his you know what I'm saying cabinet. Right. Is major supporters of Lyft. Right. So, I mean, come on, man. And then, I don't want to be, like I said, I don't want to be a reactivist. I just want to you know understand where the fuck I fall. Well, hold on. Vlad, also, let me no, ask you. The, wait, Vlad, Vlad, let me ask you real quick before you go to your next thing, because you are the most Uberist of a, of the three of us. Did you delete Uber? Well, no, what I was going to answer the thing was. The thing, <laughs> the thing, no, 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 no. What, I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, then Lyft followed up. I'm going to answer that question, but then Lyft followed up saying they're going to donate a million dollars to the American Civil Liberties Union. Right. Um, over the span of four, I think four, four years. years. Something like that? Four years. Why they ain't so, do it before um, the hashtag? I know. It didn't matter. <laughs> I know. It didn't <laughs> matter. It's all about timing. Uh, uh, You're going to so donate what, a million dollars. You know that's, like, that's like tipping when somebody's looking the other way. Fuck right. that. Wait a minute. Turn around. Right. So Look what, at that. what I did was, because I was trying to get information, what I did was I did a temporary boycott on Uber the day of, and I've been using Lyft since then. Okay. But I have not used Uber since because I've been trying to get information. Mm. Cheeto Satan is smiling at you. Go ahead, Vlad. <laughs> so I'm not, I haven't deleted it yet, but I also haven't used it. Right. 
Yeah. I haven't um, used it since the boycott, but you know what I'm saying? If I need a ride, goddamn, I'm going to pick a ride and I'm going to ride. You're going to fuck with Uber. I'm going to fuck with something. <laughs> I'm going to fuck with, you know what I'm saying? Right now, Uber is my ride of choice. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, you know, I'm watching the situation closely. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, I don't support the, the immigration ban. Right. You know what I'm saying? But while, while everybody's up in arms, this shit ain't motherfucking new. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a U.S. citizen mm-hmm. named Ali Muhammad, and every time I come back to the USA, I'm detained and fucking interrogated. Every single time. Damn. You know every did you every get, fucking time. You get detained. The only time Same that, bots. That's the only time I didn't get detained. They saw you was out. They saw he was hey. out. They was like, nah, don't disturb and it, was, that. it was almost like a. It was almost like the opposite. I was coming down the line, uh-huh. and then the machine gun man told me to go to the other side. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And then, you know what I'm saying, I had that, oh, shit, here we go face. Like, right. oh, this is my, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm been up all week, and uh-huh. here I come back home, and it's some bullshit. And then he sent me to a line that that was totally clear. I didn't even have to stand in line to get out. So I was like, ooh, that's sweet. Different. But I'm sure that's over now. Hilarious. <laughs> With this new shit. But, you know what I'm saying, they talking about the, you know people being detained and, you know what I'm saying, protecting the borders. And, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, it's different when it's a ban when they send you back. But when you a citizen, you still got to go through it. And right. you got to sit there two, three hours, you know what I'm saying, waiting to be questioned and to where you born and right. you know what I'm saying, all that shit. That's, that's, that, that don't, nobody protesting for you and shit. You just in there with motherfucker by yourself. Yeah. You don't come out with no, no at Reverend Al and all them ain't out there waiting on you and shit to pick your bags up and shit when you get out. You need more people. You need more people and shit, huh? <laughs> Dolo, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Well, I guess- like, not to take a nothing away from what's going on, but this shit ain't new. And it ain't, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just come because Trump signed that order. That shit was, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just naming specific places now. You know right. what I'm saying? Which well, which changed probably from the specific places that they had on there before. Hmm. Yeah, I think I want to add two things. One is like, the news is in a particular context right now because optics, you know, optics matter, but they matter even more now. Mm-hmm. Um, because the news, no matter what happens, they got to report it. And then based on that, you got to take a side. And then within minutes, people start taking sides, like the Uber thing, right? Like the minute it was posted, everyone had you, you got to take a side immediately. Right. Um, Wait, do you say, are you saying the news needs to take a side or the people watching no, the news? The, no, because how inflammatory the current climate is, right. the news is in a weird situation where every piece of information they publish gets, uh, gets, uh, gets almost scandalized, even if it's a neutral, just information posting. Hmm. Like if they put information out saying Trump does X, it's already inflamed on both sides. The liberal side is going to go, he's doing this, and then the conservative side is going to go, he's fighting for our people, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like the climate of the news right now, it's in a weird place. You have Trump saying that the, the news is the opposition party. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. You know, Steve Bannon said that. He said it's the, the opposition party. And then on the liberal side, they're saying, no, we're holding you in check. Yeah. Right. So anytime information is posted, it becomes inflammatory by, just by its very nature now. Well, that's been for a while, though. The news yeah. has had a narrative for the, for a moment. The fact that you said I but, went over to Fox News to see what they were thinking shows that there's a narrative. Right. It shows that if you go over to MSNBC, it's leaning left. You go to Fox, it's going right. right. Back in the day, used to be just the news was the news. This is what happened. Right. Y'all figure out how you feel about it. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. Right. Now the news is like, yo, this is what happened, and this is how you should feel about that right. shit, and which they, is problematic. And they telling us, you know what I'm saying? There's, and and all of those people that's they saying that that's ignored. You know what I'm saying? They are 
They are pushing, hey, you've been ignored. Rat, rise up. Right. And then over here, you know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. So you have yeah, to really, you know what I'm saying, not not to not take a side or not to be active because that's not the point. The point is, is okay, I don't want to spin my wheels in the wrong direction, you know what I'm saying, when it's counter to what the fuck I'm trying to do and what my community all, is trying to do. <clears throat> I think I think also pissing people off is, uh, you know, to at least point the – the uh, the stigma towards you know people of Muslim faith has been there for a while. I think what's also pissed people off is Trump's disrespectful process. Yeah, you know um, the fact that he didn't alert the, tr- the attorney general of his ban to say, "Hey, I'm going to put this this ban on." What do you think? He just put that out. This is the thing. I mean, we gotta we gotta act. We can't we can't be surprised. At this point, no, but that's that's what I mean. Like, so it's it's, it's the ban is one thing, but it's also a disrespectful process. No, but what I'm but, saying is <laughs> Trump has been disrespectful the entire process. Right. So this isn't nothing new. This is that Trump gave people his ass to kiss all the way the to the White House. No, but that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if you don't agree with the whether, you know whether the ban has always been there or hasn't been there. People are upset because this motherfucker is basically saying I'm going to put a ban without telling anybody. Right. Well, who upset though? These new people upset, or everybody upset. Well, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But, at every airport. Right, I mean, it's folks at every airport, but then last week, he tried to kill abortions and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? We forgot about that? We forgot about all the other shit? You know what I mean? Well, no, that was the, that was the global gag rule, which typically most, most uh, Republicans uh, try to flip when they come into office anyway. I understand, but are we, do we forget about one? Is, do we forget about the immigration bill next week when it's a new executive order? You know what I'm saying? Do we forget about, you know what I'm saying, people getting shot by the police in the hood? You know what I'm saying? Do we forget about all of the other things that's going on every time something else goes on? You know what I'm saying? Do these same yeah. people that's marching at the airport come march when, you know what I'm saying, when, when the next dude get choked out by the police for no reason? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is that what we fight yeah, for? I, are we fighting for everybody's liberty or are we fighting specifically for what affects the, whoever is the the person that's involved. I think I think the fight should be um, the process of government, the way he's handling. Like he was talking about sending the feds into into, into Chicago, mm-hmm. right? And see, with no with no respect for process. Like any, anybody, where, where's the global marches for that shit? Well, it ain't I, gonna be I, none. Say, right. So what I'm saying is he, we have to check them on process. Like yo, shit has a process. You can't just say I'm gonna send the feds into Chicago. Where's the process at? You can say whatever you want, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like. He's disrespecting the way the process of government, the way the way it's supposed to be done, so that everyone's informed and, and does it in a way where like everyone can be educated on what's going to happen and what the consequences are. Yeah, but see what Vlad, you know what I'm saying? They send the feds in when they want to, man. They send them in how they want, when they want, and when it's when they send them in on people that that the the global community or the press and the media don't care about. It ain't no, it ain't no thought about it. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the feds come into a city and shut down a, a, a whole fucking situation. Quick. But typically, it's the state that had asked for the feds. I think in this this situation, the state hasn't even reached out to Trump, and Trump is like, "Well, fuck it," because I think he said it in response to uh, what's my man's name? They used to be down with Obama, Rahm Emanuel. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Rahm Emanuel had uh, criticized Trump because that's how it always starts. Mm-hmm. You say something about Trump, you criticize him in any fashion. He's coming for you. He was like. 
Oh, you going to criticize me, Rahm Emanuel? Mm-hmm. You don't even have your city in check. Right. Don't make me send the feds. Because I think that's how it really came across. Right. I'll yeah. send the yeah. feds if right. you don't get that carnage in order. Which is, right. based, which is battle see, rap, basically. And see, that don't have nothing to do with the city or the people. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how a lot of this shit, like like all this shit we, we, we marching and boycotting and shit, a lot of times these people ain't thinking about the people, man. What people? Who you thinking about? The people. About- when he said send the feds into Chicago, he's not thinking about the people who are actually affected by the carnage, as he says. Right. He's not thinking about, you know what I'm saying? It's an act. The, the kids who got to walk to school in the middle of the shit. He's not thinking about that shit. He's he thinking about what Ron Emanuel said. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Petty. It's, it's petty, but it's, it's playing way over the top. It's not connected to the, to the ground. It's not connected to what's something real. This shit is interesting. This is like... We always talk about terrorism, but what happens when the president becomes a terrorist? Because <laughs> this president is on some other shit, man. This is wild. Yeah, and I think I think that's what the protests are about. The protests are like every time you try to enact something without due process, like you know, we're gonna check you. I hope I want to see the stamina of the protest. I hope it is as just as strident and as committed as Donald Trump, because Donald Trump is gonna oh. be. Actively doing dumb shit for these hey, last these next four these years. These new activists, bro, they 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 got a little more resources than than the old activists. Nah, we're gonna see. <laughs> you know what I'm hey, that's a different 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 breed of them. We're gonna see. I, I hope so, man. Anyway, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a term for it. It's called resistance fatigue. Resistant yeah. to what? Fatigue. Resistance uh, fatigue. It's, it's it's been coined actually. It's like they, that they say that that's what Trump is hoping for. That we get so tired of resisting that he just gets things through. Oh, um, man. This is the point that I'm making is that they pushing so much shit out there that y'all resisting that they already getting through what the fuck they want to get through. Anyway, why y'all y'all fighting immigration? It's going to be the lesser of two evils, how they deal with, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Trump and Hillary. It's going to be, well, yeah, do I want to fight yeah. police violence or do I want to fight this immigration bill? Do we well, want abortion or... <laughs> Go ahead. The thing is, too, is two things. One is like, what people are saying now, too, is that the Republicans need to have an ethical... Um, stance on some things, like the way John McCain is doing now. And uh, apparently the State Department has gotten a thousand signatures internally of people that are disagreeing with Trump. And then that's when the Sean Spicer said that if you're not, if you're not with the program, you need to get out. Mm. You know, but this is a thousand signatures from people within the State Department going, yo, we don't agree with this ban. Yeah. Like, I don't think this has ever happened within 10 days of someone taking office. I mean, see, this is the thing. I'm curious to see how this all goes on. Yeah, it's definitely... An explosive 10 days. He's doing some wild shit, but he's been wild the whole trip. So I'm not excusing it, but I'm just saying people don't be surprised by how wild it is. And then the other thing is, I'm still not surprised by how crazy shit is. I remember if we just talking about people just taking liberties and bogarting their way through. I remember fucking Bloomberg said, yo, I'm going to be the fucking mayor for a whole nother term. Mm-hmm. This has never been done before, but I feel like keeping this job, so I'm going to do that. And right. y'all just eat that. And New York City <laughs> ate that shit. Well, they, I remember they went that. through the process of it. They, they did it by the book, but it was... Audacious and bold. What was by the book about? I don't really know the rules, but they didn't. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't illegal what they did. They he, he enacted some rare shit that I remember when it was uh-huh. going on. I, I don't, now that you pull it out, I remember when it was going on. Like, wait, how the fuck could he do that? Right. But it's actually something in the you know what I'm saying in the bylaws of the mm. motherfucking rules that you could break the rules. It's the billionaire handbook. Hey, you know what I'm saying? If you got the wherewithal yeah. to motherfucking. To, to go through the motions to get it done and people back behind you and support you. Yeah. Well, we'll they, see. They got it done. We'll see. And did a whole nother term. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they might have to get some protest energy drinks and bars out there to combat this this protest fatigue because it's going to be a lot of shit. It's going to be a lot. Anyway. Yeah, man. What else is going on, Vlad? What's popping with you, man? Uh... I was at the uh, I was at the uh, the store yesterday, uh, Shoe Palace in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was just taking a walk, got a cup of coffee, took a walk. You know, it was like seventy two degrees taking out here. Taking a lovely stroll. You know what I mean? It's like seventy right now. Okay, all right. Uh, that don't mean nothing to us, man. We nah. we fully embraced the winter now. We good. We chilling. It's nice. Good. Snow out here. It's good shit. You know what I'm Go you ahead, know, they got brother. a t-shirt. They got a t-shirt on. I can't even remember. Um, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And I walked out, and uh, <laughs> they had they had they had they had the pennies, the blue royal blue pennies. Yeah, which I wanted to cop since high school. Um, they the were going official. for two two twenty. Right. And for the first time in a while, uh, the the salesman the salesperson said, "You gonna take them?" And I was like, "I was like, I'm gonna hold on them." Mm. And it was it was it was a moment it was a moment in my in my shoe buying career that I've actually said no and it was it was interesting. So uh, I came home and I'm I'm like have have I left the have I left the addiction? Mm. Um, so what's next? So that was that that happened. If if you don't buy the sneakers, what are you putting on your feet now? Well, that's the thing. I have I have more shoes than I think I have more shoes than I think I can wear. That's the problem now. Right, Uh, you call it now. So it was like, I looked at my closet and I was like, man, I don't need that one. Because you start to convince yourself, like, yeah, I got to have that shoe, you know? Right, 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 right. And I said no for the first time. So that was a, that was a big deal, man. Like, what made you say, let me ask you this. What made you say no? Was it, was it one, the fact that you got more shoes than you could wear? Or, and let's be honest, was it that $220 price tag <laughs> as well? You know what? You know what was it? I'll be honest with you. I also have the Ben Gordons. What are the Ben Gordons? The Ben Gordons are basically uh, their phone posits. They're all blue. They got the black Nike check on the side, though. Okay. So like a flip so of then, the same thing. They're like a flip of the same thing. The the, the pennies are better, obviously. They are better. Wow. But these are a flip on them. So I was like, I have something comparable to it. Okay. So I was like, let me, let me, let me fall back. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So, I and I, I even, I even said no on the Chinese New Year once too. The Chinese New Year twelves came out on Saturday. Oh, okay. So I've, I've been saying no. I thought you guys would, you know, like to know that. that I've been nah, saying I hear no, you. Man. It feels good. It feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like man. a grown up. Like, all right, yeah, I'm good. I don't need all that shit. Cause you ain't gonna yeah. do it. You just like, damn, I don't bought this shit. I ain't never gonna wear this shit. I ain't never gonna wear. I ain't never gonna wear it. You, fu- you fucking hoarding. Because you, you don't want to be without it, just in case, you know? <laughs> At least you didn't fake it, though. At least you didn't buy it, take photos, put it on the gram, and then return it. Because that's the other, that's the loophole. Oh, that's the loop. Yeah, it is. This cat's out there playing dirty. Oh. Don't do that. What, what is your vision for your foot? Uh, so basically, just to have enough sneakers that I could pull off different styles and outfits, like blue you got a red sneaker you got a sneaker with a little gold on it and i have i have everything i, can, I need to create any kind of outfit that i that i could possibly come up with right um so that, that's the vision of it like i got you know i got the the concords i got the blue ones i got the carolina blues i got the um the dorenbacher different in red and black so like i have enough colors in my in my roster that i could manipulate what you wearing with them gold sneakers uh with the gold ones you could rock that with a with a white shirt um a black shirt um you you you, you kind of gotta have like a neutral top, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. 
I'm saying like too crazy with him. for me, you know what I'm saying, I'm a little growner than than y'all a little bit. And he said that shit like he was better. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, actually, actually, that's a that's that don't count as they don't get no credit for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> out in the, in the world of swag, don't you know what I mean? But when it switched for me, it's like you know what I'm saying. I just I just wanted a different style for my foot. You know what I'm saying? Like like as far as like a, a bulky sneaker, mm-hmm. it, it stopped looking. You know what I'm saying? How I wanted to look. Right. You know what I mean? So out of like I said with the Jordans, like right now I'm I'm, I'm more. I'm leaning more in my sneaker game more to a casual, laid back type of style. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so I do love. I love the silhouette of the one, so I keep a one around. You know what I'm saying? Out of the old, out of the other ones, you know what I'm saying? The only ones that I'm really wanting now is a black, black and gray. Uh, what's that? Four. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that'll be my bulkiest move. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm more like on a on a like a you know what I'm saying? Slim, slim, slim silhouette. silhouette. Yeah, right. slim silhouette. You I know what I mean? So it's not a lot of you know what I'm saying hype beast shoes that that fall in that department in the in the Jordan space or I mean if you know you just put me on cause, yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah I don't know I think you just got to uh, yeah I hear you on that I hear you yeah. on especially in particular with phone posits in oh, phone, particular never have been I never been in the phone that was always too space moon boot for me it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> I I got one pair of folks I got up for the free. And uh, but you, you you do feel like a young motherfucker with a pair of foams. So they super big. They also were big. The big thing about the foam, though, and this appeals to the cheap guy in me that I'm trying to exercise is the thing about the foam is them shits is durable. Right. All they you are got, durable. All they you got to do is wipe that shit down one time. Wipe that down. And you are right back in the game. <laughs> the foam is the shoe that keeps giving. No it's a doubt. big ass shoe, but you you can wear that shit forever and ever. Right, right, does right. not crease. Nah, it's yeah, it's fucking armor for your foot. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I hear you on a yeah. on a lighter or a lighter foot move because I was just wearing a pair of Tims the other day. You forget how fucking heavy Tims are. Right, I felt like I was doing legs. It was ridiculous <laughs> just to go up the stairs. Shit was hilarious. Yeah. Like I was doing legs. <laughs> it was ridiculous, big ass for what? Like heavy, I was doing late. Heavy ass Tim's. <laughs> it just, you know what I'm saying, just when your style switch, you know what I'm saying, it's kind of like you start switching your footwear with it. Not that I'm in the foot. I'm not, I haven't been in that game in a minute. You know, once you got kids, that shit kind of over. Unless you getting it, you know what I mean? Do you take chances, both of y'all? Do y'all take chances with your style? Yeah, I do. You do? I do. I do too, yeah. I have. I have lately, yeah. Every, every major switch in my style came from one chance take. And then once you do it, it's like, okay, this one as bad as I thought. What was the last chance y'all took? Stylistically. Uh what did I do? I well, you know, I told you when I went to Montreal, I put on those salmon pants. That was the last big style uh jump. Yeah, and also I I've been wearing less baggy jeans. I've been wearing more fitted jeans. Uh-huh. Uh not skinny jeans, but just more fitted. A little better um, around that, the ankle. Look better. Better around the ankle. That was a big leap for me because I, you know, I, I was ankle big. I just, I yeah, loose like baggy jeans were the were the things for me. Now I got a more fitted profile. Right. What about you? My my, I guess last year when um, I got that the wizard the wizard look was the big uh, style uh, chance. Uh-huh. The wizard. I call it the wizard look when I have on that long. Uh, it's a G star shirt, but it's a long shirt. It, uh-huh. it almost fit like a trench coat. Okay. Because it's long, so. Uh-huh. Um, but what I once I once I wore it, 
I realized the benefits of it, especially when you're shooting, because yeah. like when you bend over, you don't get the plumber's crack and all that uh. shit. Like it, you know, what I'm saying it just offers you a lot of benefits and, and mobility when you're shooting. You're like when how artists would wear a smock or some shit like that. Right. That's what it becomes functional. To me. It's functional. You know what I mean? So in that, you know, what I'm saying I started looking at other outfits that I'm wearing or buying in the similar vein of you know what I mean, not functionality, but just you know more avant gardeness, but not too far. I don't want to go too far with that shit. But, you know what I'm saying? Then the next um major leap was when I had to get glasses. Okay. Last year. Okay. So when you put on your glasses and shit and you become like a whole nother motherfucker that you wasn't before. And then mm. I knew I wasn't gonna I ain't wanna go with the your 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 IT guy glasses. What are the IT guy glasses? What are those? Just like, you know what I'm saying? Just like a thin, thin frame. Just like metal frame? Just wire? Thin, like a wire. Or like a no frame or a thin frame. Just like a That's the IT? I mean, just like I'm I'm going to work, guys. You know uh, what I'm saying? I knew I didn't want that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I knew I couldn't just go to a random, you know. Right. And then I didn't want to go as far as to have the the nerd look glasses. With the thick? The thick, you know what I'm saying? With everybody it was a moment for a while. Everybody was rocking the thick frame mm-hmm. um basically more nerd type of glasses. Mm. So I had to find something that was kind of cool but you know what I'm saying and that that you know what I'm saying wasn't too far out there but then wasn't too regular. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So in doing so it changes your whole face. It changes yeah. you know what I'm saying? It changes every changes the way people look at you, it changes everything because now these you had to wear this fucking thing on your face. Uh-huh. Pretty much every day. So that switches, okay, all right, the types of hat that I'm going to wear. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard to wear a fucking brim, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, and and glasses and shit for me. Because they hit each other? Because they... it, it just look weird. It's just like it needs some type of, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It just look weird on me to me. So stop wearing my, you know, snapbacks and fittings because it's like, you know what I'm saying, it don't kind of, it don't look right to me I can with it. the glasses that I got. Ah. You know, it's just to me. You know, so I see people that pull it off, but on me it didn't look right. And have you noticed that it's changed uh, the reception? It changed you get in everything. The world? It changed everything. Uh-huh. It was similar to when my last biggest style switch before that was letting my just my hair just hang wild, just be crazy. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And that was a mistake. It was like you know what I'm saying. One summer I was just in the grind. And I didn't you know get no cut. Uh-huh. And then motherfuckers start saying, "Hey, I like that. You're an artiste. I'm like, yeah, I like that." <laughs> Since I let that shit grow out, I've made so much more money than I made before when I was just a regular, just uh, getting a little Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Caesar in the beard. Uh-huh. That, dude, you know that, wasn't, that wasn't yielding the same That wasn't yielding the same results. Uh, when I just let the hair go crazy, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, I like that. This guy's a free spirit. You got that four times in a row. I'm like, I'm going to let, let this Interesting. fly. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's become part of the whole switch, and it was something that I wouldn't have done. Mm. Well, you know, speaking of switching and things that I wouldn't have done, I never thought about getting food <laughs> delivered to me. Yes, you have. I never thought about it. I might have thought about it, but I never thought about getting food that I had to prepare delivered to me. I thought about maybe getting a Blue Apron a few times, but then, like I said, I got Blue Apron last week. And now you're the ambassador. That shit's special. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I got it again this week. It was, it was this fantastic. Week? This week I had what did we have? I had a uh, came with three meals. What was the first meal? What the hell did we just have? That shit was banging too. 
It's that good that I can't remember. Oh, that was uh, it was uh, it was a linguini. Mm-hmm. It was a bucatini, I believe, what which I like to say. Bucatini, bucatini, but like a linguini. But they call it a bucatini. Yeah, that's some shit. That's Sounds some, smooth, that's right? Some fly shit. It sounds like some fly shit. It's a bucatini with Meyer lemon zest. With uh, we had a uh, a radish and uh, some type of lettuce salad on the side. Mm-hmm. This is the thing I like about Blue Apron. This is the thing, and then I'm going to read what they tell me to say. This is the thing I like about Blue Apron, though. Uh, just like style, just like certain things, you could get caught up in a comfort zone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially when it comes to what? Damn, I'm hungry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You got your, your little limited menu of options that you could cook. Then you got your little limited menu of things that you could order from, and that kind of becomes the circle of your cuisine. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't really get to see other things. Right. Now, when you deal with Blue Apron, it challenges you to go a little broader. You know, like I never zested Meyer lemon over right. linguine before. I or never did that before. A bucatini. Never even had a bucatini. I never, I that, never. That, I, that sounds like a cute girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I just met me a little bucatini boy. Bucatini. <laughs> Shout out to bucatini. But like even radish. Like I see radish in the grocery store for years. I walk mm. right by that shit. I never knew what the fuck. To, I knew what it was. Right. I didn't really understand what it tasted like. I might have encountered it every so often at a salad bar. Mm. But I didn't ever know what to do in my world with a radish. Right. But Blue Apron brought radishes to my world. Did it change your world? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Right. It, 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 it inspired me to do better. All right. You know, to explore further. Uh, but, now this is what we got to read. Check out this week's menu for your first three meals free. You'll get three meals free and free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash conversation. That's us in the conversation. And you'll get uh, three free meals free. You'll love how good it tastes. Uh, it feels. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. It's Blue. A- That's blueapron.com slash conversation. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. I always like when they do this. So you know it was a real read. No doubt. That's that real live shit. There you go. Yeah. There it is. Even though I ain't read it. No, you didn't, but it's all right. No doubt. What else cracked? Oh, uh, shit. How about that BET movie, uh, New Edition, uh, with BET? I haven't seen it, but ah. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have cable, you man. seen it by the means? I've seen it by the means. I by the, the fire. Media. No, I didn't, I didn't get the fire stick yet. Uh. I didn't get the fire stick yet. So I, I haven't I haven't actually seen it. So I, you ain't get to partake in this week's black culture moment. Nah, I just Ooh, got the I, I got the view from afar. I got you know what I'm saying? I got to see everybody be in, involved. It's good to see from afar. No, it's good. It's you know what I'm saying, just from being like a long term, long time Twitter user mm-hmm. from back in the day, mm-hmm. like a two thousand seven Twitter. BET caught hell for mm-hmm. years. I'm talking about for years upon years. They became the EBT Awards. And, right. You know, it's just like people just EBT did awards. just did not appreciate BET right. at all. Like they, no matter how hard they tried, no matter how much good content they give you, right. no matter how many black people they brought that don't get no burn nowhere else. Right. They just got no appreciation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to see. Like something that BET produced be as celebrated as this damn new edition movie. Yeah, yeah, it felt good. It felt good. It was like BET was back. Vlad, did you see it? No, I uh, Vlad don't I like music. See. We know that. No, I also don't have. I don't have cable, so I didn't watch it. I, uh, I would you have watched the new edition 
movie, Black? Absolutely. No. You know about New Edition? I know, I know of them. Right. So you know, was I was was I a fan? Uh, no. Again, I grew up in a predominantly a you know <laughs> Spanish uh, speaking household. They, uh, New Edition wasn't really on the was more on a, the uh, on the record. He was more I, of a Menudo fan. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Fucking with Menudo. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a, lot of, a whole lot of New Edition, but no, I, no I did realize it was a you know you spent a couple moments on Twitter. You realized it was a cultural moment, though. Right. right yeah, right, right. it was important. Um, New Edition was important to the culture. You know, I, mean, I talked to D. I talked to D. Endlessly, and like, what is still to this day one of his favorite movies is The Temptations. Am I right, D? You talk about the five heartbeats. The five heartbeats. Sorry, right, like right, I messed right. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah so definitely. there's certain movies that have a cultural impact, and I think this was one of them. So um, yeah, and it was I, I three days in a row. So that's like yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's crazy. And New Edition, you know, they deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? New Edition gave like they hit right at a time when I was, you know what I'm saying. Just about to get interested in girls, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All the girls was liking on New Edition. They gave you a few little kitty words that you could, you know what I'm saying, incorporate into your, your thinking like, okay, shit, Mr. Telephone Man. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's, it's they were there like in the, those moments. So, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't the big R&B guy, but New Edition, even New, New Edition played the hip hop shows. So if you go to Fresh Fest, like New Edition was there. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you like if you be the fat boys, run DMC and New Edition. Like they was part of, of the culture. It was oftentimes New Edition was taking the hip hop people on on tour because they exactly. were the big act and they would bring a lot of hip hop rappers. I mean a lot of rappers were packaged with New Edition. So it was like you were able to ex- be exposed to them even though if you wasn't into like the, you know, R and B scene, they were they were right there where you was at. It was one of those things, uh I remember that. Again, I wasn't I wasn't an R and B guy growing up, you know. I think most, I think most dudes. I mean, you could be an R and B guy as a kid, but that's kind of rare. It's a special type of motherfucker to be like an R and B. It was some R and B cats now, but it's a special type of motherfucker that's like an R and B young buck. Right, they out there, but they it's typically like they. It's a different type of thing. I think you might be underestimating the R and B dude. Listen, I'm talking. <laughs> I hear you, I and maybe I am, but I just know from what I was like, people that were like really into R and B, R and B, like back in the day. I, fuck it, I'm just gonna speak ignorantly for what I felt. <laughs> this is how I felt. All right, all right, now you own to something. <laughs> New Edition was one of those groups you seen. I mean, one, I was a little young when they when they like was in a full stride, right? You know. But they affect you've seen their effect on women and girls, like you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And you've seen immediately, oh shit, they resonate. Girls like them, like girls, ah, they would get right. excited. Right. You know what I mean? Dudes knew who they were. Oh shit, that's new addition. They pop it. But and it was, it was the songs was you know, um fucking Mr. Telephone Man, right, right. all you know, Candy Girl, all that shit. Right. Shit was all over the radio and all right. of that. But as I recognized later on, and what I'm saying is I never paid that much attention. Like when I watched the movie, I found out things like, "Oh yeah, Ralph always sang lead." Like I, I didn't know this type of shit. I didn't right. even know like when, unless I go Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and my, I forget about Ricky Bell. Like right. I don't think like you know what I mean. Like I know the locks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I. You know what I'm saying? Like you was a hip hop cat. I was a hip hop cat. Right, right, right. And even when I was growing up. Cats that was around me was like hip hop. If you was an R&B cat, mm-hmm. you either had to be su- like, it was like you was either very, 
either you were sensitive, uh-huh. like very <laughs> not, like very sensitive, very smooth. Like you was of like you you emoted this R and B vibe about you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I know I got friends of mine that were just, they were RB cats. They were smooth since right. early. Or right. they was just very, like, sensitive, tender, like, the poignant with what they what they felt. Like, and, you know and what I mean? And a lot of player cats was, like, That's what in I'm saying. RB. Like, That's you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, cats who was really, like, you know what I'm saying, back in elementary, junior high, like, junior high, the cats who was really fucking. Yes. Was R&B. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, it was not a lot all, of... All over hip-hop, we was around each other doing hip-hop shit. Doing too much. Huh? You know, the, extra shit. R&B cats would break off and go go over their little girlfriend house and listen to some R&B and be really doing something. A lot of R&B cats, like, might have had a call. Like, exactly. they might have... They, <laughs> they were living like adults <laughs> as kids. Because R&B was very much... This is back in, like, the baby making. This was about fucking. Right. This wasn't like R&B was about knocking it. R&B was very about a grind. R&B wasn't a, you know what I mean? It was very yeah. sensual. And and see, in my era, it might have been a little bit before yours. Go ahead. You had to have, you had to incorporate a little R&B into you if you was going to be on trying to holler at something. Because the slow drag set was definitely a part of the party. Right. You know what I'm saying? You was going to have, you know what I'm saying, your hip hop set, your bass music, reggae. Right. And then it's the slow jam. The end of the part. No, no, it wasn't the end of the oh, part. Oh, so we it had a, it at it was, the end. It was the highlight. It was like, I'm going to tell you how it went in, in Strawberries, which was Luke's first club. Go ahead. Like, first grown-up club. Uh-oh. You would have your regular, you know what I'm saying? You might come in and it's like your house music, like your Jungle Brothers and In Vogue and all that shit. Then that shit will move into your regular party shit that was, you know, the, the hits of the time. And then it'll move into the bass music set. Straight out the bass music, they gonna go into reggae because you already, you know what I'm saying, bent over and and humping each other. Mm-hmm. And then straight out the reggae, they go straight to the slow jams because mm-hmm. you already got a partner. Right. Then you go to slow jams, and they come right back to your your live jumping music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so it was in the middle of the party. Mm-hmm. It was like, like I said, it was a highlight. Then they might do it at the end too. Mm-hmm. But in the the highlight of Luke's was always when they play Whoop Appeal, and you. The whole fucking club was singing that shit. Yeah, the dope yeah. boys, dope girls, everybody was was just singing that whole fucking song dope like boys, it was dope girls. It was like it was it was like an amazing moment, you know what I'm saying? I In the you. middle of the club. It was like it wasn't the the biggest like like everybody jumping up and down it was just everybody cooling out drinking fucking blue iced teas singing whoop pill. Right. It was a moment. It was a yeah. nice little it was a it was a tender moment. Yeah, so like I said, during that era, the slow the R and B slow jam really played an important part to the overall culture. And I you know what I'm saying, like I said, I wasn't really into the R and B, but the club joints that they played in the club that you had to learn slow drag to, you had to fucking know. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I always felt like R and B was the liaison to to dating. Like R and B was when you started dating. That's when you started to kind of you started to pay attention to more to R and B because if you was like if you were dating a if you was dating a, a girl who was like into certain shit, mm-hmm. it always fascinates me when I like women are some of the best like A and R's and you know not even not even meaning to be right. you know what I'm saying just if you or I guess it goes both ways but if you're if you're into this girl here and you see her get excited about a certain type of music, mm-hmm. you're like, well, I want to know more about this music because it right. seems like this might be the the way in. You know what right. I mean? But it was a, 
It was a different articulation about why they appreciate it. They could break mm-hmm. this shit down. What cause da, 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 da. I didn't know a lot of cats that could just break down why they, you know what I mean? <laughs> Unless, yeah, I really didn't know a whole lot of cats. Because cats, they why was was the same your why. <laughs> they was trying to, they was trying to get some. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was always that moment too where um it was it, it felt so deliberate too. It was oh, it felt like such a, a gear shift. It was like, oh, now we about to it's sexy time. Right. Now it's about to we about to slow it down. It's always been that heavy hand back of the quiet storm. Now it's time to set the mood. Right. You know what I mean? It's some heavy shit. Or even if you want to get bass about it, there was the time where rap like DJs used to put out the fuck tape. Right. You know what I mean? That'd be the mixtape you put on with right. it. Was, yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was a tool. Yeah, it, it was, was a tool. You had to have that tool and, in, the, in the process. And maybe it was called the fuck tape to make it understandable. The cat, okay, I see the function behind it. Nah, I mean, that was just the, the general, like, you would make your hip-hop tapes and you would make your fuck tape. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that shit would sound often very heavy-handed. You made your fuck tapes? I had a couple. I got. I bought a what couple. Was on, I got what was on your tape? Oh uh, man, all of the same old shit. Everybody else is fucking knocking the boots, <laughs> fucking uh, some silk. What was mm-hmm. the what was the silk? Uh, fuck, what's the uh, caught up? What's that shit? <laughs> In physical it hang. Uh, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm nigga. I do. Is that is that is that silk? <laughs> and I was caught up. And <laughs> that shit, fucking. I mean, all of that heavy hey, shit. Uh, hey, Vlad, Dominicans have fuck tapes. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, what, our thing. What was, was on yours? Vulgar. What was on yours? Uh-oh. I got vulgars. What you got well, on yours? Well, I was no, I was a late bloomer, man. I, I, I was, I was out of that, man. I, you know, um, but you know, my, you know, you, I, I watched the grown ups put some stuff on. Um, what was some of the hits? They had a song. Uh, it was a bachata song. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I mean, it was so vulgar. There was one merengue song, and I'll translate it for you. Um, it was called "Ese Huevo Quiere Sal." Uh oh. And what that basically means is that the man's genitals want, you know, they they want some, they want some, you know, some attention. It wants some, uh, they say want it, some vagina. Say it. You know, they, 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 um, but basically saying like this, you know, my, my genitalia wants attention. That was like right. the hook of the song. Hilarious. Who sang that? Who's that? Uh, I'll find, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, put that on the, on the thing. Yeah, we gotta put that out, put that in the world. <laughs> it was awful, man. What was all um, your tapes? My tapes, man. Well, I'll, go ahead, go ahead, Vlad. Oh, yeah. Keep going, keep going, Vlad. What no, else? no, 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 that, that was it, that was it, that was it. I always made my tapes where they were like a good mix of good staple classic shits. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, between the sheets, and, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, some good old, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some Luther here and there. Uh-huh. Um, but then I always, like, I always mixed in some funk with mine. Like, with a sleeper funk joint that I always put on my, my tapes during a certain era. Like, uh-huh. the 90 to 92, 3 era. Go ahead. Was a Boosie Collins record called Vanishing Into Our Sleep. Mm. And it's just like a it's like a mesmerizing Damn. ass song. Okay. And, Damn. you know what I'm saying? So, it come on, it's just like, it's like... It's like mesmerizing, so it's like like you know what I'm saying. When you get to that particular song, I always put it in the middle of the tape. Right. So when you get to that particular song, you usually already in 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 motion. Okay. And it just take the shit to a whole another place because it's not a song that you hear on the radio when you hear like oh you know what I'm yeah. saying. It was just like some out of the 
out of the blue ass shit that takes it to a whole nother place. Very expansive. Very expands the knowledge of it. You know what I'm saying? Your mind go to a whole nother. You got the, you know what I'm saying, theater of the mind type shit. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it was that Boosie Collins, um, Vanishing Our Sleep. That shit was, um, I started the shit off, of course, you know, with Marvin Gaye. Like, you know what I'm saying? All of the classics. The go-to. Yeah, the classics. So, Let's you know get it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, um, <laughs> please don't procrastinate. No need to masturbate. Sexual. Oh, is that what he? Healing. Oh, <laughs> Marvin be getting rough. Marvin let you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that, sexual healing and shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, there's some shit out there. Yeah. But let I, us I, always, know, I always throw some funk in there. Let us know what you put on your fuck tape. Because the funk, funk genre, is the whole funk genre is just all about fucking. Like damn near all the goddamn songs. Really? Push, 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 push it in the groove. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thighs high. Pull up to my bumper, baby, mm. in your long back limousine. You know what I'm saying? All that shit is about fucking. <laughs> interesting. Ah, interesting, interesting, interesting. You know what I'm saying? All that parliament, you know, she was a freak of the week. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. Yeah, that shit hard. Yeah. You know uh-huh. But that's that's the upbeat shit, you know, but you break it down to their slower joints, yeah, and yeah. you really get into some nasty talk. Right. It's like, you know, then you got to have the prints on there. Right. Little door. Little, little insatiable uh, door. Insatiable. Uh, you wow. know what I'm saying? All right. Prince got a whole selection a whole... of shit that, are, you know, and they already give Prince the, the you know what I'm saying? They get him the pass. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he could he could do, he could run the play for you. Right. You just sit back and let Prince do the talking. Throw that alley out. You know what I'm saying? Because anything you say going to fuck it up. Hilarious. Talk your way out of it. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl is coming up No doubt uh, Are y'all watching? Who you got? What's your predictions? All of that Talk to me I'm going with Atlanta, man Because, uh-huh. you know Are oh, you one... going to Atlanta? No, no, no It's in Houston Oh But was I mean, you know It's like Super Bowl always have You know The Like the personality of the Super Bowl So Atlanta got probably the blackest fan base in NFL, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then New England probably has the whitest fan base. Even though they got a lot of black fans, they probably have the whitest fan base. So it's like a classic, you know what I'm saying, rivalry type of shit. Where, and then it's going to be in Houston, which is like a black-ass city. Mm. So the, the energy of it is gonna be, probably going to be real off the chain out there. Yeah, it should be cool. It should be cool. It should be interesting. Who you got? I got Atlanta. Oh, you got it. You did say that. You know what I'm saying? You did say that. I was and looking. then Tom Brady support Trump. Right now, that's the Fuck yeah. Tom Brady. This, that is true. <laughs> that is true, so it's, man. It's, it's amazing classic. what happens. Yeah, it's like fucking politics is everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's funny that uh, yeah, just Atlanta just gonna be a black team no matter what. Atlanta it's gonna be is what it is. That's a black squad. I yeah. mean, and you know, what I'm saying, but I'm not going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to Houston. But you know what I'm saying? I, I always like being in those environments. Uh-huh. Super Bowl, All Star, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it brings, like, you know, everybody bring their A game when they in the market, you know what I mean? Mm. All of the, you know, every, even just going to the mall, it's just a routine to the shit. Everybody get up, go eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? They have on their freshest. And mm-hmm. they, you know what I'm saying? All of the ambassadors from the different cities, whoever right. the, the liveest people, it's like the Super Bowl of cities, mm-hmm. like regular people. Right. So you go to the eat, mm-hmm. and then you, you know what I'm saying, you go see that. And then, you know what I'm saying, everybody go shop. 
Mm-hmm. Then you know, saying everybody get to flex out on who's shopping the most and who's spending the most bread, who brought the cars out. You know what I mean? A stunt weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's, what's it, the uh, what's the play this week? I mean, are you guys going to parties or are you just going to watch it at home? Nah, I'm gonna be home. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it at the crib. I mean, honestly, yeah, I'm gonna watch it at the crib and and that's about it. Chill out. I honestly, I could care less. You know, like this is is <laughs> is gonna be what it's gonna be. I would like to see Atlanta win one. That would be cool because I I fuck with Atlanta. Uh, Tom Brady's a bad motherfucker. I hate the fact that he supports Trump, but I can't I can't deny the fact that, that motherfucker is like a robot. You know what I mean? Like as bad as I don't I don't really fuck with the Patriots and all of that, but I think the cat his skill. It transcends all of that. It's undeniable. As much as you hate that motherfucker, I always say beating the Patriots is like when you used to play the computer when you <laughs> on the video game and you felt like they was cheating, but so for whatever reason, they would always be victorious. Like these motherfuckers. They could be cheating. <laughs> could be. It's proven. Well, it might be proven, but that'd be interesting too because that's the whole wrinkle now. They were like, if he wins, Roger Goodell got to hand him the trophy and what's going to happen in that moment. Ain't nothing going to happen. Ain't going to happen. He's going to take the trophy and, you know what I'm saying, bringing it home for Trump. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> bringing it home for Trump. Bringing it home for Trump. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I might watch Woo-hoo! some of it and see what it is. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Woohoo! Bringing it home for Trump. <laughs> Making America great again. You know what I'm saying? You watching it, man? And they the Patriots too. Like, what, what better storyline is it for the Make America Great program? You watching it? Oh, the. Uh, you know, uh, I'm into the social atmosphere of it, so I haven't gotten invited anywhere yet. But if if I get invited to like a little get together, I'll, I'll I'll swing by. You got your own spot. You could you could throw one. No, but no, but I don't have uh, I, I don't, don't have uh, a TV. I don't have cable. I just got the apps. I don't have. You don't the, need um, cable. The Super Bowl come on regular TV. It's I don't the have biggest antenna. most viewed shit ever. He don't got no antenna. He said antenna, antenna costs ten dollars. He don't want nobody at the house. Exactly. All that, all that, that steam, that, steam right, mopping. This <laughs> is shit. I, you know I would if I had an antenna, but you know, you know you how you gonna have a housewoman, let alone a Super Bowl party. Anyway, if I had to freak out having yeah, to not, entertain everybody. Uh, shit. Uh, hell no, I'm not doing that. Well, anyway, where y'all gonna be this week outside of watching the Super Bowl? Uh, let's see here. I will be when this podcast drops. I am at. Uh, I'm doing. Fl- I'm headlining Flappers at uh, on Wednesday night. Um, I'll be at the Ice House on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, that's about it for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Where you at, Muhammad? I'm in New York and Brooklyn. I didn't know what's special until All Star, and then um, shit. We here, man. We be on the Instagram and Mr. Muhammad. We be, you know, what I'm saying. I, I, I keep saying we gonna be on the Snap at Thorough TV. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna show up one day. I've been kind of slacking on my on my snapping, Ooh. but I'll be back straight macking, and then uh, that's it. There it is. There it is. Well, listen, I'm gonna be at the stand tonight when you get this on the ten o'clock show. You come through, see me there. But until then, you can catch me here. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy, to get in the conversation. We out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.